Mona Lisa, Mona Lisa, men have named you. You're so like the lady with the mystic smile. Is it only cause you're lonely they have blamed you? For that Mona Lisa strangeness in your smile. She's sung about, talked about, and probably recognises probably the most recognisable work of art, the Mona Lisa. Jill Peterson is the Associate Professor of Art History at Arcadia University. Hello, Jill. Hi, how are you? Jill, why is the Mona Lisa so recognisable and so significant in the art world? I think because, you know, as you said, she's probably one of the most reproduced images in all of the history of art. I mean, she's been duplicated on merchandising by other artists. And I think she's just so recognizable. I think arguably, if you talk to most art historians, they might not actually say that Mona Lisa was the most significant painting in all of the history of art, though. When you look at it as a painting, is it a good painting in itself as an art historian? Yeah, I mean, I think it is absolutely a good painting. I mean, I think, you know, I work on Leonardo da Vinci, so maybe I'm a little bit biased, but there are many things that he did in the painting that were very extraordinary, even if the commission was a really pretty ordinary one. You know, to have a portrait painted of one's family member was, you know, the most ordinary of commissions in Renaissance Italy. But in terms of the picture itself, what he did was completely extraordinary. Can you explain what it is that was extraordinary? Um, I mean, I think the way that he approached portrait painting was something so different than his contemporaries. You know, most portraits at the time were really meant to be just a likeness of one's visual appearance, right? And, and nothing more than that, particularly portraits of women. I mean, you know, only two decades before he painted the picture, portraits of women were typically depicted, you know, the sitter was depicted in profile, so you could only see her from the side, and they were very stiff, they were very rigid. But what Leonardo does is he turns the sitter he turns Mona Lisa so that she's actually frontal, right? So it's almost like we're having a conversation with her. And I think that's what makes her sort of so intriguing and so enticing in a way is that he presents her in this way that is much more kind of approachable and more lifelike. There's a lot of talk also about his use of light in that painting by comparison to other portraits. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the light is really different compared to other portraits from the time and even other portraits that he did. Um, I think in particular, the light on the landscape in the background is a really sort of subtle light. I mean, Leonardo was a master of atmospheric effects. And I think that's also what distinguishes his work from other artists at the time and certainly other portrait painters. You know, that landscape with its extraordinary detail and that sort of beautiful, soft light is really different from what we see in other portraits at the time. That the light would also look different if the painting, I mean, the painting has had, you know, years and years of, of kind of varnish and an accumulation of dirt and that kind of thing. And so I think the light would actually look really different if the picture were conserved. There's a lot of talk about the smile and also her eyes. Uh, now, is that just something that's been added later? Or if you see it, you can actually notice that? Oh, I think you can definitely notice it. And I think it was definitely uh, unique at the time. I think it was something totally extraordinary. And I think Leonardo knew that. 
I think one of the things that he set out to do was to really capture something of her character, of her identity. You know, this is something that, again, really set him apart from other portrait painters at the time. Because, like I said, most portrait painters just wanted to capture a sort of physical likeness of the sitter. But Leonardo wanted to do, he wanted to capture what he called the motions of the mind. And he writes about this in his notebooks. You know, it's this idea of capturing kind of the inner workings of one's mind. And I think that's what he's doing with that smile and with those kind of enigmatic eyes. He really is trying to give us something more. So I think it was very intentional on the part of Leonardo. Jill, do we, do we definitely know exactly who she is? We definitely know who it is. Uh, she was Mona Lisa Garandini, who was a young Florentine woman who Leonardo painted around 1503. So the mystery of the, or the identity of the sitter has been sort of, I think, overstated in a way, because we know who she was. Um, we know that she married a Florentine cloth merchant whose name was Francesco del Giacondo, uh, she married him around 1495, so it's pretty well established who she was. It's not a particularly grand painting if you take a look at paintings from that period, especially portraits. Why is it r- significantly smaller than some paintings of around that time? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, I feel like people say that to me all the time. You know, why is it, why is it so small? They're so surprised when they see it in person. Um, it's painted on wood panel. And in fact, you know, that's pretty typical for Italian Renaissance portraits from that time period to be pretty small in scale. And part of the reason for that was that portraits in this time period had a really pragmatic function, which is that they were meant to be interacted with. You know, they were meant to be kind of held. They were meant to be passed around. They were meant to circulate. So you had to be able to to take it off your wall easily You had to be able to pack it up and move it. You know, if it had been larger in scale, it would have been really kind of cumbersome in a way. And the way that we see it now is so different from the way that it was meant to be seen in that, you know, when you go to the Louvre, it's on this kind of singular wall behind bulletproof bulletproof glass and all these things. But in actuality, it was probably painted um, to be kind of displayed in the home, And it probably would have been surrounded by other pictures as well. And, you know, the idea was that people could take it off the wall and hold it. You know, this is the only record that people would have had of the likeness of their family members. So in the same way that, you know, we might hold a photograph today or, you know, even a picture of maybe someone in your family on your phone, that's what they would have done. They would have held it, you know, and they would have passed it around. So it had to actually be small in scale so that it was transportable. Joe, what's the difference between seeing it live, actually seeing it in a gallery, in comparison to seeing it on a T-shirt or on a picture? You know, I don't think that a T-shirt or any kind of reproduction of it can ever truly record the subtleties of the color and that the sort of um, kind of atmospheric details that we see in the landscape. You know, just the kind of softness of Leonardo's brushstrokes is something that is incredibly difficult to capture in reproductions. Jill, it's been a pleasure talking to you this morning. Just a little bit about probably one of the most famous paintings. Thank you. Thank you. Jill Peterson, Associate Professor of Art History at Arcadia University. There you go.
That's why it was smaller, because it was supposed to be used the same way as a photo, where you could just pass it around. Fancy passing around the Mona Lisa.